Alright creatures of the night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 155 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all tism, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined as always by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, the international man of mystery himself, Mr. Travis White. Travis, tonight we are talking Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio from Royal Rumble 2010. So does that make us the mystery men of podcasting? <laughs> Without question. Without question. Definitely my favorite Dan Cook movie of all time. Mystery Easily. Man. Yeah. Easily. Hands down. <laughs> Waiting is number two. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's A distant that. number two. What else two. has he been in? Uh, planes and Employee uh, of the Month. Employee of the Month. Yeah, that's it. So this one takes first by a long shot. So, yeah. Who's, who's your favorite mystery man? Uh, I'd say it's got to be um, Ben Stiller. I mean, just uh, this is his character. I just, he's. Uh, I don't know, man, because he loses his wallet and his denim's just hanging loose on it and he just drops away. I don't know. He just, he's great. <laughs> he's great. How about you? Oh, uh, what's, uh, what's Pee Wee Herman's, Paul Rubin's character? The Spleen. The Spleen, yeah. Gotta be yeah. the Spleen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just played himself, basically. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's a separate podcast for us as we go minute by minute through <laughs> Mystery Men. <laughs> But, of course, this is Talking Taker, like we said. We are kicking Ooh, off... Mystery Men Science three Theater 3000. Mystery Men Science. You literally go minute by minute. The king of dad jokes returns. Ladies mm. and gentlemen, Mr. <laughs> Travis White. You mean the Ray. The Ray of dad jokes. The Ray? Right, Ray Mysterio. Ray means king. Oh, my Mystery God. Mystery king. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs> this is mysterious king. We are kicking off the year 2010, our 21st year in the career of the dead man. Is that right? Did I do my math right? 20th year, 21st year? Sure. I don't know how to do that. Sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a big one. 2010, we're going to kick it off here with this Royal Rumble match. As we mentioned towards the end of last week's show, a lot of exciting things to come in 2010. This is essentially the last... Um, full year of The Undertaker's mm -hmm. career that we're going to do after 2010. It's just going to be WrestleMania, 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 WrestleMania for a while. Uh, Saudi Arabia, WrestleMania. Some Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia shows, yeah. yeah, some weird stuff like that. But uh, we're going to try to savor it, make it last. As we've said, we're rolling down the hill, rolling towards the end of our journey to The Undertaker's Last Ride, but we're going to try to make it count as much as possible here, and a very fun match to start off with, and uh, also a lot of talk about The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels building toward their WrestleMania yeah. 26 match is going to intersect with this, and uh, so let's do it. Let's take this time traveling hearse all the way back to December 14th, 2009. And Travis, as you said, sort of unintentionally, uh, we're going to have a nice little uh, connector right here between last week's episode and this week's <laughs> episode on this special edition of Raw that we're going to be covering. 
Yeah, if you listen to last week's episode, um, you know, you will, all the way to the end, you hear the clips at the end. So that that clip at the end was Joe Dirt talking to Xander Kelly, the host of the TV show, or the radio show on the, the, the movie Joe Dirt. Xander Kelly, played by none other than Dennis Miller, former SNL alum, political pundit, uh, comedian. Uh, well, comedian's a female. <laughs> comedian, I guess. <laughs> uh, and he's the host of the Slammys in 2009. So, oh, my you know, God. When I, when I think, how do I wrap up the year of wrestling, I always think Dennis Miller. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is his second time ever watching wrestling. Maybe his first. I don't know. But um, it's all three brands. It's three hours. And we're going to have a four-man tournament tonight to determine the superstar of the year. So, Taker's going to take on Randy Orton. Cena's going to face CM Punk. The winners of those will meet in the final round at the end, and the winner of that will be the Superstar of the Year. So Slammy is actually chosen not by the fans or online, but by competition, uh, whereas the rest of the Slammys go out via you know voting, I think, or whatever. So, But um, I just love the callback to Joe Dirt last week. It just, man, it was awesome to me. It was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it really was. So. And uh, he is, well, it's not meant to be, or his political quips and his uh, sarcastic commentary that goes straight over the head of these people in the audience. Yeah, he is not the, uh, the man of the, the wrestling people. Anybody actually believe in global warming? No. no. What's the crux of the problem? It would appear over the last 100 years the temperature of the planet has gone up 1.8 degrees. Maybe, maybe not. Excuse me for not trusting temperature figures from the year 1906. We were still defecating outside in the woods, but I'm supposed to believe they had a stranglehold on the Fahrenheit at the Earth's magma, huh? Sure, that was an accurate reading. Ezekiel, put the candle wick down the possum hole. Let's lay down a baseline for future generations to derive their self-worth from. No. <laughs> you know, if you know anything about Dennis Miller, uh, his jokes are very uh, obtuse and very yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> You know, very highbrow often, all these weird right. analogies and things, and it does not work for a pro wrestling crowd in 2009. No, it doesn't, but I'm sitting here popping at home at the at the like awkwardness of oh, it. Oh, he's like, just what? dying up there. Yeah, well, <laughs> Vince is going to call him out on that basically later on. So, But anyway, you know, um, during this you know night, Cena defeats Punk pretty quickly. It was kind of lame to see, you know, that match was... Definitely not what they would come to. We'd come to know of 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 Cena and Punk, you know. And then, um, you know, uh, during all their presentations of the Slammies, you got Dennis Miller out there introducing the host or the presenters, you know. And my favorite one is when he presents the host for the or the uh, pr- the presenter for the match of the year. He's like, "Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the show." Triple H oh. <laughs> <laughs> blows the name the game. New nickname. Very good because Triple H comes out and he's like clapping. He looks back. He's like, "Hey, I'd like to thank uh, Dennis Milburn for that great introduction." So he just gets him <laughs> right back, which is awesome. I really did like that. So um, pretty pretty cool there. But then the nominees for this match of the year, uh, the first nominee is Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25, which. You know, yeah. duh. How could you not have it on there? Cena versus Orton from Breaking Point. I think that was the I Quit match. Mm, uh, wouldn't right. have put that on there. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Hardy versus Edge from Extreme Rules, where Punk cashes in afterwards. So okay, yeah, good. But I, you know, that I could think, be a nominee. I think. Yeah. You know. And then one that just boggled my mind was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown from Bragging Rights. 
Like <laughs> it was like a month before this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's terrible. But clearly, man, there's only one winner here, in my opinion. What about you? Yeah, bragging rights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the bragging the... rights go to the Undertaker and Shawn oh, Michaels. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. guess that works. Yeah. Well, because you know, this is kind of like the Hall of Fame ish type, you know, uh, uh, realm here. So Taker's not going to come out and accept a slam me like he's he's never at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So Shawn Michaels is going to come out and accept this on behalf of him and Undertaker and Triple H. Kind of in a cool little moment, it's like you know, you guys all need to see this match. It's a classic and. I definitely know that because I had to follow this match. There was no way I had to, that I was going <laughs> to, you know, follow that. But that's a shoot. You know, yeah, that's actually a shoot. So, uh, yeah, and Triple H tells the crowd to go get the WrestleMania 25 DVD. So, again, DX got a shill, man. So Hogan must pose, DX must shill. So, <laughs> that'd be a cool shirt on the on the WWE shop dot com. DX must shill. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, Sean says that you know this award uh, he, he won it last year for his match with Flair and. Came up short this year, didn't break the streak, but and he goes to leave, thanks to fans, and goes to leave, and he's kind of like somber about it. He's not really, oh, flashy, flamboyant Shawn Michaels, and he hesitates to leave, and he comes back, and he's like, you know something, Undertaker? I can beat you. I know it. And more importantly, you know it. So right here tonight, I'm throwing out the challenge. You and me, WrestleMania, one more time. And he looks square in the camera as he's saying this. So he's making sure Taker is getting it. So I really, I remember watching this at the time digging it being like oh snap we're gonna go down this road again like and they get planting the seeds like three and a half months ahead of time really cool you know very cool very classic very memorable yeah yeah and the crowd is just like oh and it was Mm -hmm. very surprising very yeah creative uh unique way to do it and it's kind of it it is setting the stage for how this storyline is going to go selling the desperation and this uh intense yearning inside of Shawn Michaels that's mm-hmm. gonna bubble over over the next few weeks. Yeah, so again we're kinda weaving the Shawn Michaels seeds uh into this Rey Mysterio match here we're gonna cover. We're gonna be covering a lot of because if we just went back and covered all this on a WrestleMania episode, we'd be talking for six and a half hours. So yeah. we're kinda laying it out here. So Taker comes out for his match against Orton. Um Legacy come out and distract Taker. Uh, Orton hits an RKO on the outside and slides back in just before the ten count to win the match by count out. So Legacy jump on Taker, throw him in the ring, start attacking him. He tosses both these jabronis over the top rope, choke slams Randy Orton, and then eyeballs Rhodes and DiBiase, like, you know, angry at them for costing him, costing him the match. So, so, and then MVP and Goldust come out to present the Diva of the Year Award, and it's classic, dude. When I think of Divas, I gotta get MVP out there. <laughs> MVP and Goldust, man. Goldust, That's a tag team I'd like to see. Oh, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> I'd like to see well, it right now. Marie- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, these guys can both still go. So um, Maria wins, and during her acceptance speech, Batista interrupts in a pink shirt and comes out. He's got his collar pop, and he comes out, and he's like, I should be winning the screw job of the year. You know, I should be heavyweight champion. And he's basically spoofing the Kanye Taylor Swift thing that happened. I guess it was earlier that year, the VMAs. 
um, it's, it's not about you. It's about me. It's about me. And security escorts him off. And he just kind of looks at the camera and kind of shrugs his shoulders like, <laughs> like, and then, so that's, but they mentioned Kanye earlier in the night. Like they mentioned it several times throughout the whole show. So they were really on that. Always. But, um, Cena defeats Orton to become superstar of the year in case you were living under a rock and don't know that Cena was a superstar <laughs> of the year. So anyway, that has nothing to do with Rey Mysterio, but it's planting the seeds for Shawn Michaels. So. You know, I think that's how they should decide other awards, like the Grammys, like Artist yeah. of the Year. Just have them sing off. Oh, I, was, I meant fight, like, oh, <laughs> like Adele versus Kanye Celebrity versus Drake versus Taylor Swift <laughs> versus Bob Dylan. <laughs> Great, no holds barred. I love that. <laughs> Well, uh, much like our uh, last few episodes, we're going to bounce around a lot, Raw and SmackDown here. So uh, back over to SmackDown, December 18th, 2009. And this is kind of the new tradition after pay-per-view. Teddy Long is going to open up the show mm-hmm. and sort of reset for the next pay-per-view here. And says, we're going to crown a new number one contender here tonight. And Batista is going to come out and interrupt him. And I just want to point out how much I love this very small thing that happened here. Yeah. As Batista came out, his music did not play. He just came out right. yelling, saying, wait, 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 hang on a second. I should be the number one contender. They never, ever, ever do this. And it bugs me that they don't do it more often. But this is how it should be if someone is interrupting a promo or mm-hmm. a match or something. I get why they don't. I know the music gets a pop out of everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, every once in a while... I can understand why you need to play the music, but mm. it just it makes it feel so much more real when yes. Batista comes out there ranting and raving, not waiting yep. on his music and his pyro and doing his poses. Exactly. And I agree wholeheartedly, man. Yeah, like I said, I've had it explained. I've heard it explained on podcasts. Like you want to get that music so the crowd reacts, they get the pop, you get the visual on on you know TV. So I the viewers at home can react. I get it, but like it takes the realism and sucks it right out. So. You know, I miss like the old NWA, WCW days when they would do this kind of stuff all the time, you know. Right. So, and they, they did it a little bit in the Attitude Era, you know, Monday Night Wars era. They did this um, some on both shows. But, yeah, you're right. WWE rarely does this anymore. No, and half the time now they got to do their pyro and they're posing on the mm-hmm. corner or anything before they even interrupt somebody. So. Yeah. This was much better, but uh, Batista says he got robbed. He said no one wants to face him for the number one contendership tonight anyway, so you should just make him the number one contender right here and there. And he threatens to go grab a chair to make his point to Teddy Long as a you know throwback to the chairs match from, from TLC a couple nights ago. Uh, and then, of course, everything I just said gets ruined as Rey Mysterio interrupts and his music does play. So, booyaka, booyaka. Yeah, you <laughs> they completely blow all the compliments I just gave them. But yeah. uh, he comes out and challenges Batista and says, just because you dress all fly and have a spotlight on you doesn't make you the man. <laughs> he yeah. says uh, Batista's just a bully. And, you know, they challenge each other to a match tonight. And Teddy Long says these two can face off. But he wants to make sure that Batista knows that tonight it's just going to be a straight up wrestling match ain't gonna be no chairs player you can lose this match by pinfall count out submission or disqualification which if you listen to our episode last week 
you would know that that's exactly the same rules as a chairs match. Exactly. <laughs> it, just, it, just, yeah, it stood out to me. I was like, wait a minute. That's just a match, which is it's, what a chairs match was. Yeah. It's two days uh, later, and they still don't know what the rules of the match that just happened two days ago was. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, you know, just to move things along here, we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Uh, Batista and Ray is the main event, and Rey Mysterio pulls out a nice big upset with a small package to get the win over Batista and become a new number one contender. Uh, good little match. These guys have good chemistry together. They do, and they had that's the same ending they had back when they were still friends in like October, right? Mm, right yeah, before Bragging Rights or whatever it was, or was it Bragging Rights? Oh, no, the Fatal Four Way. Uh, yeah. 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 Was... Right before. That was, was Bragging Rights. Rights. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right before that. He did the same thing when they were still kind of friends, though. But anyway, well, that's going to mean that Rey Mysterio's Christmas gift is a match against The Undertaker. So, pff, bah humbug. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the match next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, which threw me off. I was like, wait a minute. We got a long way to Royal Rumble. How are we getting? So, I wasn't, you know, I was actually surprised by a lot of this because I didn't watch it unfold back then. So, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Feliz Navidad, if you're Rey Mysterio. Uh, we're going to Merry Christmas episode of SmackDown. We open w- with what I think could be a future WWE Network show if Vicky weren't on AEW now. Please. But, dude, cooking with Vicky and Teddy. This was <laughs> just awful. Teddy's wearing, like, like velour pajamas or something. This is, like, stage. Christmas morning for Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Silk pajamas. You got some eggnog, put a little something, something in it, and, uh, and then Vicky is making potatoes, and she has 12 sticks of butter. <laughs> like, were they going to go with, like, the 12 days of Vicky and, like, 12 sticks of butter, 11? I don't know what they're going to do, but anyway, they <laughs> there's 12 sticks of butter in the pot to cook with, but anyway. And Teddy's like, all... you trying to give me another heart attack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, you know I got a bad ticker? Yeah. This stuffing, look at this. Anyway, this all ends with Hornswoggle coming out and eating this turkey like he's the kid from the Good Dinosaur, just like <laughs> ripping through it. So um, I don't know why this happened, but we had to talk about it because we just had to. So um, it was a Christmas present to me. It was Christmas in July <laughs> Christmas as I was miracle. watching this. I was yeah. loving it. Well, then massive tool Josh Matthews interviews Ray about his match with Taker tonight, and you know Ray's like, you know, it feels good to be beat Batista last week and you know I earned a chance to become champion again and I'm the underdog I know I am but it's Christmas and it's the time of year that miracles happen and maybe I'm going to receive one tonight and become the world champion so take your defense against world against excuse me Ray and it's only like a third of the way through the show so you know something shenanigan-y is going to happen here mm-hmm, um, sure. you can just always tell when that's going when something like that happens so um, you know I we're going to get to this match more, you know, in depth later on. But you know, this match is it's pretty good here, and it starts off quick, and um, you know, got good psychology with Ray working from underneath. But Taker's constantly shutting down his offense, which is cool. And he hits a choke slam, but then Ebenezer Scrooge Batista runs in and attacks Taker to cause a DQ. He's just pff, bah humbug all over this match. You know, he's not <laughs> having this Christmas miracle. 
So does not want it to happen. So he's grinching it. He's coming away to steal Christmas from Rey Mysterio. Batista comes in, hits a spine buster on Undertaker, and then Taker actually reverses a Batista bomb and like backdrops him out of here. Ray comes springboarding off and kicks Taker in the back, which means that Taker's going to land on the ropes. Ray hits a 619. Then he comes off the top like for the West Coast pop, and Taker grabs him by the throat and goozles him. But before he can choke slam him, he turns around, Batista spears Taker down. And then Ray trips Batista. And he falls on the ropes, and Ray hits a 619 and a seated senton on Batista. And Ray scurries up the ramp like he's, you know, the last man standing. And it was just a fun, fast-paced sequence of events that they yes. had to have their timing perfectly. And it was yes. awesome, man. Really, really dug that. Really, really dug that. Three pros, man. And yeah. very well choreographed and, and well yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. And then um, <laughs> after this, I just had to mention this because – I hear this voice. I see Santa Claus and I hear this voice. And I'm like, wait a minute. He wasn't on TV yet. It's Heath Slater. He's Santa Claus. Oh, Santa Slater. You know, I, I don't understand how the real Santa makes these rounds. Complaining? Yeah, I'm complaining because I had three overweight kids sitting on my lap all day. Yeah, three. And my feet are sore. My legs are hurting. And I have to walk out there and hand out presents to the crowd. Ho, 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 you I'm not it. doing it. You hooking nobody up with no gifts? Nobody. And besides, I already got all the good stuff for myself. Yo, <laughs> Santa, that's not right, man. Is that right? Yeah, dude. He gets uh, eats a big boot from Shaq Gaspar. I think they steal his toys and go out and give them away in the crowd or something later on. But uh, yeah, Shad and JTG beat up Heath Slater, and this is before he was even on TV, you know, as oh, the baby. Nexus or anything. So yeah, oh, yeah. He's, you, I was like, I heard a voice. I was like, that is that is Santa Slater. So. <laughs> Anyway, um, and then we end the night with another kitchen segment, and they got dessert, and they it's it is what it is. Go watch it, you know. It's please, uh, yeah, please go watch it. They try to pie each other, and then Teddy starts eating it off the bragging rights trophy, and Hornswoggle runs in again, and Teddy gives him the pie, and then they pie Vicky in the face, and Teddy tells us to that the marvel of the story, not the moral, but the marvel of the story, is to always save room for dessert. So. Yeah, it is what it is. That's then, the lesson for tonight, folks. Yeah, that's the marvel of the story. <laughs> and then uh, Swaggle runs in like he's you in the eighth grade yes. and just starts <laughs> chugging eggnog and crotch chopping everybody. Ooh, so. I did chug my eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> Great segment. Go watch it. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Oh, absolutely. Watch that one. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to watch it every year with the family <laughs> on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas night. Oh, maybe Christmas night. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. this episode of SmackDown. <laughs> Definitely one of the not like it wasn't like a zany episode, but like those things they didn't that do like stuff a pump was. like a yeah that's they didn't do like a Christmas like I don't know pin the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street yeah but like they did this instead and it was fantastic. So. Well, man, it's just going to be downhill from there, but we'll we'll continue on anyway. Uh, Raw on December twenty eighth, two thousand nine. The lump of coal in the stocking this year is going to be uh, Timbaland as the host of this episode of Raw. Mm. Um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels are backstage, and they duct tape Hornswoggle to a skateboard and fling him down the hallway towards Jillian Hall. And then uh, Swoggle stands up and gives Timbaland a high five backstage. So that's a real segment that was on WWE television in 2009. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one. 
Um, then later on in the night, uh, Vince McMahon is in the ring, and he is debating whether or not he's going to bring Brett the Hitman Hart to guest host Monday Night Raw next week. So that was kind of the story in the wrestling business. There have been lots of rumors about that, lots of dirt sheet stuff. Um, Vince shows this highlight reel for Brett's career, and of course it ends with the Montreal screw job. And Vince is gonna announce Brett as the guest host, but says he just can't do it. And then Shawn Michaels' music hits, and he comes out and He's in super serious mode, and he's basically out here to appeal for this match with The Undertaker. He says, sometimes there are rivalries that are bigger than this industry. Rivalries so big, you can't deny the people, and you can't deny yourself, because it doesn't work for you. I said it at the Slammies, and I'm going to say it again. I know that I can beat The Undertaker. And I know I can end his undefeated streak. So I'm out here, Vince, not to appeal to your heart, not to appeal to your sense of right and wrong. You're a man that likes to make money. So I'm out here to appeal to your wallet. WrestleMania. The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. The rematch. But Vince is on the fence about it. He says, Sean, if you want this match to happen, you're going to have to make it happen. And he doesn't really explain what he means by that. Right. But uh, just tells him he's not going to make it for him. And Sean starts to leave, but then he goes back and basically he goads Vince into bringing Bret Hart back for Monday Night Raw next week, saying... You must be afraid of Bret Hart if you're not going to bring him back. And Vince says, I don't fear anyone. I'll, I'll bring back Bret Hart back as the general manager on Raw next week. So I know this had basically been confirmed and, you know, uh, rumored and, you know, they had been leaked out that Bret was coming back. But still, it was one of those things where I wasn't going to believe it till I saw it. So mm-hmm. it was pretty wild to yeah. see it. And to know officially Bret Hart was going to be back in the WWE. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was weird. Like, was that five years earlier when he was in the Hall of Fame or whatever? Yeah. Four or five years earlier? That was already, like, surreal. And then this was, like, extra surreal, you know? Because we just didn't think it would happen. So, um, yeah, crazy, crazy. So um, that's going to take us to SmackDown, January 1st, 2010. Happy New Year, everybody. It is kicking off the new year. We're going to kick it off with a beat-the-clock challenge that's going to take the place tonight. It's going to determine the Undertaker's Royal Rumble opponent. So the winner um, of this, like I said, is going to be the number one contender at Royal Rumble. The matches are as follows. CM Punk versus Matt Hardy. Kane versus Dolph Ziggler. Rey Mysterio versus Chris Jericho. And Batista versus R-Truth. Mm. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well... Punk's gonna set the you know time to beat at seven minutes and twenty seconds. Um, he beats Matt Hardy because he just owns the whole Hardy clan apparently. But um, so throughout the night, he's we see him uh, watching the matches backstage. I think he's watching it from the awkward angle like they always have to. Vince is the only guy that gets to watch from right angle. <laughs> of course, yes. we covered that the other week. So um, Kane and Ziggler go the time limit, so it's a you know the match is thrown out. 
Uh, random NXT sighting I like to mention here in the name drop here. So Great Khali comes out and defeats the Carolina Panther. They must be in North Carolina or Charlotte or somewhere like that. Right. And it is uh, Oni Lorkin on NXT oh. or the former Beef Busick. Beef Busick. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he wrestled back in 2010. I didn't realize he'd been around Ish. for that long. He was probably around for a little bit before that. But, yeah, it was, I was like, well, that's, that guy's ugly as sin. It must be Oni Lorkin. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like Oni Lorkin. Yeah, I like him. His I name's the, terrible. Yeah, I think the Carolina Panthers a better name. <laughs> More marketable than Oni Lorkin. <laughs> oh, anyway. That's just like, oh, never mind. All right, so um, back to the task at hand. <clears throat> um, Rey Mysterio defeats Chris Jericho with, dude, this, talk about perfect timing the other week when I was talking about all the finishers they hit on each other. This may be even better. And i got to give kudos to Rey, Jericho, and Scott Armstrong, referee. Because Ray rolls up Chris Jericho at seven minutes and nineteen seconds and gets the pinfall, like it was amazing. And I know that they filmed this on a Tuesday or whatever the week before, but like you see the time on the screen too. Like it's not like there literally was one second. Like they, they timed it so freaking well. So yeah, Ray has set a new time at seven nineteen. But dude, I was I love this match. It was yeah, really was fun cool. to watch. Yeah, and those guys had a big history in 2009, so it was kind of starting off 2010 with a good rivalry. But anyway, Batista and R-Truth got to beat 719. Ray's actually at ringside for this match. Batista hits a Batista bomb with 10 seconds left. He just can't get it, though, because he's going to go pin him. And about two seconds left, and Ray actually goes a little bit heel here and pulls the referee out. And the time expires, and Ray just runs up the rim like he did last week. And Justin Roberts announces, you know, Rey Mysterio, you know, due to him having the, the fastest time, he's the new number one contender for the Undertaker World's title. So we're excited here, thinking Ray's going to go. But I'm still thinking in my head, like, we got a long way to go to Royal Rumble. How are we going to get there? And then... <laughs> Vicky comes out, puts her arm around Ray, you know, because they got family, uh, you know, he and Eddie were like brothers, so they're a little bit family. He puts her arm her arm around him and says, you know, we play by the rules here on SmackDown, and you know, I'm the advisor here, so I advise that you take on Batista one-on-one next week to determine the true number one contender, because it's clear that you cheated him. So, essentially, if you want to look at this as this whole night didn't matter, I look at it as long-term storytelling. You know, you're going to go take it to the next week. You know, you, you, it's, it's all building from week to week, and I really do dig that. Yeah. You know? Is a little bit of that, a little bit of stalling to get to the Royal Rumble. Sure, we got a long, <laughs> long way to go. Well, they're used they're used to telling these stories in three weeks between pay per views. Now they got like eight or nine weeks. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of stalling, but yeah, no, it's fine. It, it is telling a story in here. Um, and I just want to mention Raw that uh, on the fourth uh, January fourth, yeah. two thousand ten, real quick, because uh, Undertaker is not on the show. They don't play into that storyline at all. But it is that. Historic night where Bret Hart yeah. is the returning general manager, guest general manager, guest host, whatever, to Monday Night Raw. But also historic in the history of wrestling because mm-hmm. this was the night where TNA, Impact Wrestling, tried to start a new Monday Night Roar. A very, yeah. very short-lived, um, like three huge months, maybe? bust. Yeah, yeah. Basically yeah. like that. But it was exciting at the time. Sure. You know, TNA... Did have some momentum at the time. They had a lot of talent on their roster. They had Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff coming in there. They were going to change things up. But 
man, they just pretty much get crushed right out of the gate. Uh, but I remember watching this with our with our crew flipping back and forth on this night, and I remember knowing that. TNA was probably not going to make it when we flipped over there at one point. And in the year 2010, we saw the Nasty Boys on TV <laughs> wrestling in TNA. And we all just were laughing out loud. And Man, I've said before, I want to see the Nasty Boys in the Hall of Fame. But being like on your first big show in 2010, yeah. that's who you're going to bust out as like a big surprise. It was just like, this ain't going to work, guys. Right. Right, isn't that when Jeff came back at the at the end, and didn't he come out yeah. at the end? They had the big red asylum thing, and oh god, that yeah. was all weird. Yeah, I remember flipping back and forth that night at the end. I think I was at church earlier, but I think I recorded one of them and watched the other one live. And anyway, I remember flipping back and forth and seeing that him climbing that red cage thing. But yeah, it was neat. It was a neat little dip our toe in the water of what could be, and you know, didn't last long. <laughs> so, no, but it is what it is. I mean, there so. really has not been solid competition for WWE until last year when AEW debuted. So for Mm -hmm. 18 years, uh, they pretty much went unopposed. And now Mm -hmm. finally they've got somebody like a legitimate number two company that's putting up a bit of a fight against them. So interesting to see here. Um, And I'll just go ahead and do this SmackDown on January 8th, 2010. Uh, Batista opens the show complaining about having to face Rey Mysterio tonight and he stops at the top of the ramp, asks for his spotlight that he's been asking for for the past few weeks so that he can continue his entrance to the ring, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, he's great. such a fantastic heel. So he demands answers on why he needs to face Rey Mysterio again tonight, uh, demands Teddy Long come out, name him the number one contender. But uh, Rey Mysterio is actually the one who's going to interrupt him, call him a crybaby, say that last week, when he interfered in his match, that was payback from when Batista interfered in his match against The Undertaker. And Ray calls Batista chicken. He calls him scared since he's not in his wrestling gear. He doesn't really want to fight. He's just talking. So they go back and forth until Batista snaps and says he's going to make sure uh, Ray Mysterio doesn't walk out of here tonight after he's done with him. So that nice. is the main event for tonight. Again, these guys have great chemistry. Uh, Batista sets up Mysterio for the Batista bomb. Then the lights go out. We hear the gong come back on, and both guys are down on the ground. Rey Mysterio recovers real quick and heads outside. He's going to go for the West Coast pop, jump off the top rope, and the gong hits again. Lights go out again. They come back on. Both guys are down again, and the ref is gone this time. Suddenly, The Undertaker's music just starts playing, and his video starts playing, and his smoke Mm -hmm. and his pyro go off, and he doesn't come out. (laughs) It's just his music. (laughs) Um, The announcers are trying to put over how The Undertaker is playing mind games here, but the crowd doesn't know that. They're just disappointed because they don't see The Undertaker, and they don't get a finish for this match, and the show just goes off the air here, so... Again, this is kind of what I'm talking about with stalling and, you know, trying, you know, to really eat up time here. But it really feels like they're building towards a triple threat match, don't you think? Absolutely. Speaking of triple threat, that was a triple threat of like three strikes out. You got, so you hear his music. You get no taker. You get no world heavyweight champion. Who's that? And then I had a third point and I forgot it. So, but anyway. No finish. Oh, oh, no finish. Yeah. 
So three strikes, man, you're out. But what did hit a home run this night was a sign in the crowd that says, Ray, 619 Batista into a car. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I have no <laughs> I, idea. I loved it. I love it. So, so good. I'd like but, to see um, him try. Yeah. Well, um, just to quickly kind of – I'll touch on the next Raw real quick then hit SmackDown. On, on Raw January 11th, DX take on – Jericho and the Raw guest host Mike Tyson, which this is important for AEW continuity in 2020. Oh, that's because true. Because Mike Tyson was on there, and he Jericho mentions this particular night. That's uh, right. Years ago, you know, he punched him. So anyway, but um, as they come out and do their "Are You Ready?" shtick, Sean interrupts it and is like, "You know, I'm ready for Taker's answer to my WrestleMania challenge. I want my answer next week on Raw." And this is also a memorable night because not only was it the second week of the Monday Night Wars, the new Monday Night Wars, this was also the night with the Kofi and Randy Orton. Stupid, stupid, stupid. That would derail Kofi's main event push for the next nine years. <laughs> but, a night anyway. you'd like to forget, I, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> I just want to mention the Sean thing because it made more sense. Because what I'm about to talk about, to me, I was like, what is, he ta- what is Taker mentioning? But I had to go back and watch Raw to see what he's talking about. So anyway, SmackDown, January 15th. Again, we're going to get Ray versus Batista tonight in a steel cage match for the number one contendership for the Royal Rumble. And we're also going to get an appearance by The Undertaker, we're told. So massive tool, Josh Matthews tries to interview Batista. He asks him, like, do you care to comment about your cage match with Ray Mysterio tonight? Batista's like, I don't care to comment. And then Matthew asks if he's scared of The Undertaker. Batista says, no, and I don't want to talk about it. And Matthew just keeps egging him on, trying to ask questions. And Batista's finally like, I don't have anything to say. Nothing about The Undertaker, nothing about Rey Mysterio. Batista, do you find it at all? This interview is over. Ask me one more question or knock on this door again. You know what I'm saying? Every time he interviews someone during this time, Josh Matthews, he's just like, "Hey, hey uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt." As he yeah. interrupts them while yeah. they're like working out or yeah. talking to someone else, like that's literally phone, your intention. Interrupts them. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> what you're trying to do. So he's the worst. Anyway, he's awful. Oh wait, no, uh, Matt Stryker's the worst. We're gonna get to that. Later well, on. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Taker comes out for his appearance he, to address what Shawn Michaels, you know, his challenge. So he comes out, gets his full entrance. Uh, he's in the ring, and he says, "The dawning of a new decade brings new hopes, new dreams to the superstars of the WWE universe." But make no mistake about it: the darkness of the Undertaker will continue to dominate and collect souls, just like I have for the last two decades. Last week, Batista and Mysterio felt my presence. They experienced a warning, a warning they will only get once. That's like your dad, dude. Like being like or anybody's dad. Like, I'm gonna tell you one time. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's in angry dad mode. But he says here, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't really matter who wins tonight because I am hell bent on destruction. Whoever survives the cage will not survive me at the Royal Rumble. So you know, to the point. Gonna just, I'm here for competition. I'm gonna eat you alive. So he then addresses WrestleMania. He says, you know, 17 men have stepped up and 17 men have been put down, but all but one have tested their fate and asked no more. He says that Sean, you know, he's shown brightly in defeat and he came closer than any opponent at WrestleMania ever has. He says, you almost broke the streak, but you failed, which is like pouring salt in the wound there. He says, you know, I'm going to show up on Monday night and give you my answer personally. And regardless of my decision, you will rest in peace. 
Really dug that there. Good stuff. Again, we're building. He's Taker's juggling both the balls of mm-hmm. you know Rey Mysterio, Batista, and Sean at the same time. So, um, which they did a lot of time back in the Attitude Era, but they don't do too much now. It's usually like, oh, you're in this segment, you're off the show the rest of the night. So, yeah, but no, uh, I, I like it. Yeah, I like this mixed stuff. So anyway, um, Rey Mysterio's backstage. He's heading to the ring, uh, puts his mask on, and he is he gets wished luck by just probably the best superstars backstage you know it's maria you know diva of the year yeah. gives him a high five wishes him luck you know jimmy wayne yang the master of the undertaker impersonation with the lights going out that's true <laughs> yeah and then someone else who has uh, a connection with the undertaker jim uh, slam master jay so he uh you know he had, did that uh, graffiti on Teddy long's exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's a so, he's a madman exactly well, Massive Tool uh, interrupts him on the way to the ring and says, I don't mean to interrupt you, but this must feel like a nightmare tonight. And Ray's like, you know, well, nightmares are just bad dreams. And in reality, I'm walking in a dream. And so when tonight's over, it's going to be a dream come true. And so he's using – this is right before Inception came out, didn't it? About five months before, six months before. So maybe sure. he's got that Inception yeah, that going on. So. Product placement. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's going to bring us to our main event, Ray and Batista's Steel Cage match again. Great chemistry, fun matches all the time. Um, Tisa's almost toying with Ray. He's just kind of like, he knows he's got his number, but he won't pin him. He wants to instill more punishment instead. So he hits a spear, a spine buster, but rather than pinning him, he does push-ups. Ray tries to crawl out. Big Dave pulls him back in. Batista bomb attempt, but Ray tries to, he grabs on the cage and climbs out. Climbs over the top, so Batista asks the ref to open the door. And as he's crawling through the door, Ray is hanging from the top on the outside, and he kicks the door into Batista's head, drops to the floor to become the number one contender again. And so um, it's official he's the number one contender for Royal Rumble. And I just noted in my notes, like, Batista's been on a losing streak recently. Mm -hmm. Like, since he turned heel, he hasn't won anything, like, significant. He's lost all his pay-per-view matches. He's lost all these big number one contender matches, which was his point the other week about, I'm a big star. (laughs) Give me any chances. it's, It's almost like, you know. I don't know. It's kind of funny to me. So. Yeah. I, you know, he's on his way out of the company. Yeah. So he's going to be putting these guys over on the way out. Yeah. I guess a little bit. So back over to Monday Night Raw on January 18th, 2010. Vince McMahon is going to open the show with a 45-minute uh, promo talking about his rivalry with Bret Hart. And you know, we didn't mention this, but, you know, they're going to have a match at WrestleMania 26. Vince kicked Bret in the balls a couple weeks ago. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Undertaker is going to interrupt Vince McMahon on this night, though. And so he makes a big epic entrance on Monday Night Raw, surprise appearance. And Undertaker interrupts and says it's his time in the show tonight. And he's here to address Shawn Michaels. Vince is like, well, I wasn't quite done talking yet, but uh, <laughs> I'll give you the floor. So Vince leaves. and um, Oh, before Vince leaves, uh, Undertaker tells Vince... He wants to tell him something that his own ego won't allow him to admit. And this was kind of cool. He says, mm-hmm. there's not many of us left, but I was there 12 years ago in Montreal. I saw the whole thing go down. I seen the fear in your eyes then, and I see the fear in your eyes now. You screwed Bret Hart not once but twice, and now you're terrified of the consequences. So Vince says, With all due respect, I, I disagree with your point of view but 
by all means, it it is your time. And Vince kind of runs to the back, afraid of the Undertaker. So a nod to, you know, the uh, rumors and stories backstage of the Undertaker and Vince Man and Bret Hart and all their heat over mm-hmm. the screw job and how Undertaker, you know, was extremely pissed off about all that. So uh, cool for the uh, in-the-know fans, if you will. Uh, but yeah, as Taker said, he's here to address Shawn Michaels. And he says, stubbornness, anger, denial, those aren't just the attributes of Vince McMahon. They also lie within the soul <laughs> of Shawn Michaels. Burning the boss. Way up the ramp. <laughs> he's allowed to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Taker, he's going to put Shawn over and say, you know, about a year ago, Shawn vowed to break my streak and. He may have proved he was Mr. WrestleMania that night, but the streak is still intact. And he wants to deliver his answer to Shawn Michaels' challenge in person here tonight. Shawn comes out, and it's not the typical Shawn Michaels. He's not mm-hmm. dancing. He's not crotch chopping. He's not selling DVDs and hats and hoodies and everything. He's no horn just, swoggle in sight. No swoggle <laughs> in sight. He's calm and cool and collected. And they have a bit of a stare down before Sean says, I'm anxiously awaiting your answer tonight, Undertaker. And Taker again puts over Sean, says, you came closer than any other man has come to defeating my streak, but you still failed. And a rematch would just result in more bitter disappointment for you. My answer is no. So the crowd hates this. They boo. Sean hates it too. It says, you have the audacity to come out here and to look me in the eye. And Taker interrupts him and says, if you're truly convinced you can beat me, I'll give you the opportunity here tonight. So the crowd loves this. Yeah. They think they're going to see Sean and Taker here tonight. But Sean refuses and says, that's not the point. I want to face you on the grandest stage of them all at WrestleMania. So now I know what I have to do. I'm going to enter the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to choose to face you at WrestleMania. So in two weeks, when you face Rey Mysterio, I will be the World Heavyweight Champion come WrestleMania. So winning the Royal Rumble, Sean, is your only chance at salvation. After I win the Royal Rumble, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Your streak, your title, your soul will be mine. So, it's one of my favorite ways to build to something Mm -hmm. is... You deny the crowd that they're going to get it, and you tell them it's not going to happen over and over again to make them want it happening even more. That's going to be the story over the next couple months. It's great, man. I love it. I remember the time being like, what the – what? We're not getting that? Come on. Yeah, I I bid on it. Well, uh, as awesome as that was, we're going to move on to Triple H – catching up with Shawn Michaels, and he wants to talk about what happened earlier tonight, but they get interrupted by guest host Don Johnson of Miami Vice fame, Nash Bridges, all that good stuff, and he's looking for his co-host for tonight, John Heater, a.k.a. Napoleon Dynamite. 
Uh, Shawn Michaels wow. says, I don't know who John Heater is. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's a shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H says, look, we'll just talk later. And then Don Johnson thinks he's found John Heater, but it's actually Carlito dressed up in a Vote for Pedro shirt with Napoleon Dynamite glasses and fake teeth in. And he turns around. Like well, he turns around and uh, Don Johnson says, oh, you must be a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. And Carlito says, what's Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> it's as funny as you think it it's is. It's awful, man. It would have been God. funny if it was just the hair. Like, yeah. I, that's the joke. Okay, his hair right. kind of looks like Napoleon Dynamite. But you dressed him up like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, I don't know what Napoleon Dynamite right. is. Like, yeah. you, you blew it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... That's like, well, I didn't mention this, but on the Dennis Miller episode, he's like, you know, I got I had Vincent Mann earlier backstage giving me uh, comedy cues and how to get over the crowds. <laughs> he's like, I repeat that. Vince McMahon was giving me comedy cues backstage. <laughs> so nobody laughed. Textbook example of it right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the comedy continues as the main event of the show is DX oh. and Hornswoggle versus Showmiz and The Flame, John Heater. John Heater, oh. the main event's raw. And he gets pinned by Hornswoggle after a tadpole splash and then walks away in shame with Don Johnson. I can't believe we're still wrestling fans, Travis. Why did that sentence happen? <laughs> yeah. Thank God we're done with them. After the match, Triple H says, Look, Sean, we need to talk. I've been trying to talk to you all night long. I got something I need to tell you. And he tells Sean, You're going to have to find another way to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And before he explains why, John Cena interrupts. And he tells. Uh, both these guys, like, I got a major announcement of my own. Uh, it's been two years since I was in a Royal Rumble match, and I won the last one I was in. And I'm going to officially enter this year's Royal Rumble. And Triple H is like, great, thanks for telling us, John, but I need yeah. to tell Sean something. And before he can talk, Big Show stumbles his way back into the ring from the floor, and he grabs a mic and he says, I got news for everybody. I'm in the Royal Rumble, too. It's... It's designed for a giant like me, and I'm going to show you all why I'm going to win. So he attacks everybody. John Cena knocks Big Show out of the ring. And then DX tosses Cena over the top rope. And then Triple H sneaks up behind Shawn Michaels and tosses him over the top rope. Mm. And he grabs the mic and says, I've been trying to tell you this all night, Shawn, but none of you guys are going to win the Royal Rumble because I am. And so Sean is betrayed, and this whole convoluted, contrived segment is all about just hyping up these four guys being in the Royal Rumble match. And it's it's a waste of time. <laughs> and I'm glad that I'm done with it. <laughs> it was so yeah. stupid. Well, we'll cleanse our palate here for a minute with SmackDown Please, January God. 22nd. The main event segment is Rey Mysterio calling out Taker in the middle of the ring, so... He comes out and he says, Four years ago, I won my first and only world championship. And to be honest with you, it was a dream come true. But the only thing standing between me and reliving my dream is a walking nightmare called The Undertaker. I want to call him out tonight, look him in the eyes, 
and tell him that I am not afraid. It's kind of funny um, because at this point, uh, Taker makes his entrance and comes out there and uh, he gets in, he, he kind of eyes Ray and he gets a mic and Ray kind of backs away a little bit from him and then uh, Taker goes, you having second thoughts now? And then Ray's like, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. You know, last time we fought, I had you on the ropes. And uh, this time, there will be no Batista or no Shawn Michaels. And, you know, at, at, Shawn might win the Royal Rumble, but he won't face the Undertaker since I'm going to be the champion at WrestleMania. You know, I'm going to defeat you at Royal Rumble. And uh, Taker goes on to say, he's like, I will defeat you. Those are awful bold words, little man. Kind of cool, you know, hearing him call him little man, kind of not really good in respect. So uh, Taker says, you know, Ray has made a career out of conquering things. Uh, no one, but there's one thing you can't triumph over, and that's the grave. You know, no one triumphs over the grave. So I admire your gallant, you, excuse me, I admire you gallantly seeking the title, but you're digging your own grave here. He says, Ray will suffer just like everyone does that tries to make a name for themselves at his expense. You will rest in peace. And then they go stand nose to navel. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's staggering, the uh, yeah. height and the weight size difference between these two guys. It's wild. I mean, we haven't seen Taker take on somebody like seriously, I mean, a Nunzio or whatever, but like no one seriously – as a serious contender, like this is, this is such a disparity. Uh, and that just shows you how great Rey Mysterio is. That yes, you buy it. Exactly. That's what that's what I was gonna say. It's like it just it doesn't matter because it's Rey. You know, he's got enough equity built in with the fans. He is the biggest little big man or whatever they call him. I don't know the littlest big man, whatever the biggest little man, whatever. Like little he big has league. that little big league, little big little big China, whatever. Anyway, um. <laughs> Big trouble in Little China. <laughs> I was trying to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it eventually. Um, you know, but they stand face to face, and the purple lights hit, and Taker's music hits, and then Taker leaves, and then Ray's like calling for him. Um, and uh, Taker stops and turns around, and Ray's like, no, 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 I'm not like the rest, you know. And then Batista suddenly attacks Ray from behind, hits a Batista bomb on him, and Taker takes a minute to stand there, and then he. He walks down to the ring, and Batista runs away as Taker, you know, arrives. And like I said, Ray runs through the crowd, and, or Batista runs through the crowd. Excuse me. Taker raises his fist at the top of the ramp um, with his with his belt there, and that's how we go off the air here. So, still got Batista in this storyline. You think it's going to be a triple threat match? Yeah, I mean, you got that. I, I think I feel like there had to be some other plans. Maybe if not for that at the Royal Rumble, maybe. They were going to do that at Elimination Chamber, maybe, uh, with those three guys. Uh, there had to be something else going on here because, spoiler alert, that's the last we're going to see from Batista in all this. Like, I feel like plans changed very suddenly with all of this sort of stuff. It's very, very strange. Um, but another thing yeah. I wanted to say is it's really interesting that Undertaker, he's kind of acting, doing the subtle heel stuff here in yeah, these promos. Exactly. Because I think Rey Mysterio is such a natural babyface, like, mm-hmm. you know, Undertaker's not going to go fully heel, but he right. knows, like, to make this match between these two work, he's got to be a little bit of a heel, because Rey Mysterio's not going to be. Like, you can't make right, him a heel. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. One more week of shows here before we get to the Royal Rumble on Raw. Whew. 
Oh yeah, this was a this was a long one. Uh, January twenty fifth, two thousand ten. DX opened the show, and Hunter's like, uh, Sean, where's the leprechaun? And Sean <laughs> says, Tonight's serious, man. It's, it's not. <laughs> and uh, he asked Hunter, Look, why can't you, for one time, see things from my perspective? Get out of the way and let me win the World Rumble so that I can win the in the streak at WrestleMania. And uh, Triple H says, look, I know we've been joking around for the last few months, but tonight's serious. I wish you'd stop joking around like six months ago, but that's another story. Hunter says, I can't just step out of the way for your dream because my dream is to win the WWE title at WrestleMania. Even though he's done that like twice before, but um, (laughs) Hunter says, let's work together. We'll be the last two in the ring at the Royal Rumble, but when it gets down to it, all bets are off. I'm not going to let you stand in my way. And Sean just kind of nods his head and says, I understand. And puts his mic down. The Legacy come out. They face DX. Uh, Triple H has got Cody set up for pedigree. Sean blind tags Hunter. And so they kind of argue for a second. And But then Shawn Michaels turns around and hits DiBiase with a sweet chin music. And they defeat these jobbers. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase. Yes. Yeah. They always defeat them, no matter mm-hmm. what. <laughs> so they hug it out after the match and uh, getting a little tension between DX, but they seem to be on the same page uh, heading into SmackDown, where they're going to appear and defend the tag team titles. Yeah, SmackDown, January 29, 2010, the go home show for the Royal Rumble. You know, this is two nights before. So, like you said, DX opens a show, come to the ring. And before they can even begin their entire shtick, I love this. Ray comes out and just didn't even let them get that whole thing out. But Ray tells Sean, you know, I respect you immensely, but I have I feel like you have no respect for me since you keep talking about how you're gonna win the rumble and face Taker at WrestleMania. You know, do you think it's a foregone conclusion that Undertaker's gonna defeat me? And Sean's like, That's exactly what I think. <laughs> you know? Which again, he's kinda he and Taker are both kind of playing this subtle heel stuff. Who's, you know, Sean with Triple H, Sean with Taker, you know, Sean with Ray here, and like you mentioned last, you know, Taker with with Ray. It's just and not giving Sean the match he wants. Like they're all kind of playing the shades of gray right here, which it works because these guys are so over as baby faces. All they got to do is do one thing, and the fans are right back with them. You know, as babyface. So good stuff here. But you know, uh, Triple H steps in and tells Ray that you know. Wait a minute now, Hornswoggle isn't here, so why don't you just go run along? So all that seriousness for Monday, out the door. Burned. By Friday night. So Yeah, burned him. So Ray's like, oh, yo, you got jokes? You got jokes? Well, I got one as well, you know? How about I'm going to do something that neither one of you could do at WrestleMania? I'm going to defeat The Undertaker. So, Ooh. true. There you go. Throwing and bombs then, out there. Yeah, man. So Sean's like, not literally like King would say, literally throwing bombs <laughs> at each other. <laughs> Sean's like, you know, what happens if you don't make it to Royal Rumble? You know, we can settle this tonight if you want to. So out comes Teddy Long. Oh, no, 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 wait. Out comes the Straight Edge Society, not wait Teddy Long, as you might think. Yeah. Straight Edge Society come out. And this is this is the full one right here. Uh, this is Gallows and Serena Deeb. I think she had just gotten her head shaved the week before, I believe. Um, she and Punk are obviously dating at this point, like backstage. Like they are all over each other. But anyway, they're supposed to face DX tonight. So. Uh, for the unified tag title. So Punk's like, you must, Ray, you must be high on some kind of illegal pharmaceutical substance, you know. You know, I, I'm here to win the tag titles with the Straight Edge Society, and 
uh, Triple H says he's, you know, I'm glad to hear that you're straight, but no one here gives a crap about your whole drinking thing, your whole straight edge thing. So um, he buries the entire gimmick, man. You don't drink, you don't do drugs, you don't smoke. Okay, neither do I. But then again, I don't look like I've been on a week-long crack binge with Amy Winehouse. <laughs> I'm just saying, have a little pride, man. Pick yourself up, clean yourself off. Maybe take them clippers out of the bag. Shave that squirrel off you got on your chin. Hey, do yourself a favor. Grab a shower. Because I don't know if it's you, Lobotomy Man, or Britney Spears right there, but one of you's got a bad case of swamp butt. <laughs> so, again, all of that seriousness that he wanted to play Monday is over. Yeah, he saved it all up for tonight. <laughs> part of me is laughing at some of this stuff, but the other part of me is like, this is like, he is just getting this straight edge society off the ground, and you are just crapping it right from the get-go man i just i hate that you know this is why cm punk not. hates this guy right exactly well somebody's here to settle the law and order here to lay it let's play the smackdown teddy long comes out he flips the script for tonight rather than the straight edge society versus dx the tag titles we're gonna get ray versus Shawn michaels and triple h for cm punk why how's that better for cm <laughs> To not get a tag title match and get a match he knows he's going to lose against Triple H. Well, I appreciate I that uh, Teddy Long, he doesn't know the names of the guys on his no. roster. Because he tells, he says, CM Punk and Luke Gallus. You're, gonna, you're not going to be getting yep. your tag title shot. Exactly. <laughs> going to do even bigger. Luke Gallus. So, uh, yeah, they're getting, uh, getting screwed over here tonight. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely are. But so, I was confused because this is Teddy Long's. Tell Punk, you're going to have a one-on-one -on -one match tonight, player, with the game, Triple H. And I didn't know he could say that without saying The Undertaker. Nah, I know, you're right. It's hard. <laughs> he probably had to reshoot that a couple times. I bet wasn't he live, you know? Yeah. Well, later on, we see um, Tool Matthews. He's going to interview Batista backstage, which to me, I just wrote... Feels like he's gone Hollywood already, and he's filming the sequel to Legend of Bagger Vance. He's got, mm. like, a golfer hat and, like, a like a sweater vest, and I don't know, man. He just looks like such a tool right here, man, which Absolutely. is perfect for his heel character. It's great. But, you know, he says, I made a statement last week, and I'm going to win the Royal Rumble on Sunday. So later on, we see Batista running to Sean backstage, and he's like, you know, I don't care about your obsession with Taker, but stay out of my way at the Royal Rumble, you know, because I'm going to win. And Sean's like, you know what? I always thought you were overrated. Just out of just – just matter of fact. Throwing bombs tonight, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Everything's just a shoot the on gloves off, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Batista's like, you know, you should. And then Triple H walks up. And for some reason, Triple H is like the dad in this scenario. Like like your two sons are arguing. And Triple H walks in. He's like, everything okay here? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know why he has that like hold over Batista, I guess, because evolution days evolution. or whatever. But anyway, Batista just casually puts on his, you know, golfer hat and goes to hit the links i guess so he just leaves and then we got ray versus sean in um, the main event which i was like dude why can't we get this on pay-per-view sometime like this yeah, was awesome dream match really really fun really fantastic match they got so much time this match is long a lot of good fast-paced stuff just a match would fit in on, a, on an nxt takeover nowadays or even on like a raw smack the athletes are so good nowadays this match fits right in with 2020, man. It's great. 
But um, it ends after Ray does the 619 and goes for that springboard splash, and he flies across the ring, and they, you know, copy and paste the uh, Shelton Benjamin super kick thing. Uh, it's not quite as epic. I don't think many people remember this one as they do the Shelton Benjamin yeah. one, but they do the sweet chin music very uh, in that same spot. So really, really cool. But Batista's going to run in and spear Sean and hit a spine buster on Ray, and it's a DQ finish again. So Triple H runs down, goes after Big Dave, spine buster to Batista, and he dumps Dave over the top rope. And then Sean and Ray slowly get up, and the gong goes off. The lights come back on, and this time Undertaker actually does show up. And he's standing over Sean and Ray as they're kind of struggling to their feet. He goozles Sean. He goozles Ray. Looks at both of them back and forth, back and forth, really milking it, letting the crowd you know cheer for it and everything. Gives him a double choke slam. And then his pyro plays, or his music plays, and pyro goes off, and show goes off the air with you know Taker standing tall here. So um, he was very, very intense in this little segment here. But um, you know they're all everybody at the end it was a it was a baby face. Basically, you know, so it's interesting. Undertaker stands tall overall. Um, yeah. Champion uh, looking strong here. But that does finally take us into the Royal Rumble 2010. Getting it in just under the wire. January 31st, 2010. Yeah. So really late in the month here. And it is from Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. We weren't there, though. What the heck, no. man? <laughs> this this is the second Rumble in our lifetime that's been from Atlanta, and we didn't go to either one. Well, uh, I guess we were saving up because, uh, as we'll discuss on next week's podcast, we went to Raw the next night. Ooh, yeah. In your town that you were living in at the time in Nashville. So uh, I assume we couldn't afford to go to both. And uh, yeah. I think Raw was probably more in our budget, and we hadn't come and see you, seen you yet in your new apartment in Tennessee. True. So I'm sure that was all part of the plans. But um, I did watch this one live with our buddy Josh at his apartment. I uh, drove up there that night, and then we drove together up to Nashville the next day. Um, I think our buddy Chuck was there Sweet with us. Lies, <laughs> I think our buddy Jay drove in. Uh, he didn't go to Raw with us, but I think Listen, he came and watched Royal Rumble. Yep, in Gainesville, okay, Georgia. That's right. Um, and yeah, man, it was. Uh, we had a great time watching the Rumble. We did the old uh, Royal Rumble pool. We all drew numbers, we like four numbers yeah. out of the hat, and had our guys in the Rumble. Very, very fun. We might have. John's numbers for you. We probably were texting. Probably did. Probably yeah. did that. But yeah, man, uh, a really fun show. I remember this match. I remember it being good. So I was excited to revisit it. Um, had you seen it before? I don't. I cannot recall ever having seen this match. I know. I remember the Rumble. Um, that's about it. I remember from this show. So I know I've seen the Rumble. Um, I don't remember ever seeing this match. This was brand new to me, as far as I can recall. So. I really, uh, we're going to get into it, but it's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Well, I, re I remember not being excited for this match at the time uh, before the match happened. Cause yeah, well, I mean, I'm excited now because I hadn't seen it back no, then. No, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying yeah. um, I wasn't really following SmackDown back then. Right. It was just kind of like Undertaker in 2010. I was kind of a yawn for me. And then I just thought, oh, he's just going to squash Rey Mysterio. Uh, but this was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, so this this show opens up with creepy voiceover guy talking over an opening video. It's highlighting the main matches here. We got Sheamus versus Orton for the WWE title, and Taker versus Ray. 
for the world title and then the the quote unquote most star studded Royal Rumble in history. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Like, like, like the year. Theater, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it occurred to me too while I'm watching this, okay, so your raw main event is two heels for the world title and your SmackDown main event is two faces for the world title. So I guess it's one of those things that we talk about like we've mentioned on here before, Royal Rumbles, like the other match the, the Rumble sells itself. The excitement yeah. of who's going to win. So they kind of do crap like Bob Holly versus Brock Lesnar. You know, they do weird stuff like that. You know, Dolph Ziggler versus Edge the next year. It's just kind of out of nowhere, you know, and it really makes sense. So I guess that's why they just do two heels in one match and two gay faces in another, man. Like, honestly, it's like, well, doesn't really matter because the, yeah. the match sells itself. So they can kind of do something different. Yeah, anyway, but that's why that was peculiar. It is. It's interesting note here. Uh, this one goes on second from the top, so the Royal Rumble is going to be yeah. the main event, as it should be, and uh, especially when it has a big surprise ending like it does on this night. So this one's going to go on right underneath that, and uh, we get a really long video package recapping everything we just talked about here on the show. Almost uh, as long as this podcast. A <laughs> ton of ground to cover in that video. Uh, right before that, we see Ray walking backstage, getting his mask adjusted, um, and of course, he's going to come out first. Um, well, let me just point out, the end of the video, the end of the pre-match video ends with that segment from SmackDown a couple weeks ago that had Batista standing tall, screaming at The Undertaker. That's like the yeah. last scene of yeah. the video package for this match with Batista screaming, Undertaker, you are mine. Yeah. For the Undertaker Rey Mysterio match. Right. Really weird flub, I think, by the uh, usually awesome WWE video team. Because it's like, he's. It makes you think, oh, he's probably going to interfere in this match. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's nope. Just nowhere like, to be seen. Makes Mysterio look like a joke. I, yeah, it does, man. I don't know what that was all about, but. Um, probably should have been a three-way, you know, storyline-wise, but whatever. Like I said, maybe ch- plans change or something. I don't know. Maybe they weren't sure they are going to do him and Cena at, role at WrestleMania, and they finally got it signed at the end. Who knows, man? But uh, like I say, Ray comes out first, and I, got, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, man. Just seeing his connection with the little kids in the crowd, man, just brings a smile to my face. You know, like nowadays, too, just he gives a kid a mask, another kid a shirt. He's, you know, touches foreheads with the kids. Like, they just... This dude's got it, man, especially for little kids. And um, But commentary go on talking about how he's going to be the under, the underdog tonight, but he's not going down without a fight. And uh, I think Stryker asked, you know, is he out here to climb the mountain or dig his own grave? So that's the one one good comment I'll give Stryker. <laughs> I'm going to try to hold my blood pressure down as we talk about this match. <laughs> the stuff Stryker's going to throw out here. but We've oh, gone man. easy on him during the rest of this episode, but... Yeah. yeah, we're gonna hold his uh, feet to the fire during this match. Yeah. Uh, it is Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, Matt Stryker on commentary. Yes, you just said that, but no. um, uh, they're putting over how Ray has overcome the odds at the Royal Rumble before. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in at number one and won it in the past, or came in at number two, I think. Actually, yeah, it's the same as number one, right? Um, can he do it again tonight? So uh, Ray is finishing up. Getting into the ring, he's taking his necklace off and about to kiss it, and Undertaker's gong hits, and great reaction from Ray as he kind of does yeah. a double take and is taken aback by the Undertaker. 
I love that imagery, man. I took a screenshot of it. I, we'll put it on the uh, social media, but <laughs> just he was like, you know, doing his little, you know, Catholic crossing and rose, kissing the rosary and taking it off, and like you hear the gong, the camera's right on him. He just kind of salute. It's almost like one of those boo like things in like a cartoon, you know. But like, it was just really cool to see that little nuance for somebody like Ray, you know. Like just you don't get a lot of that with him with, under a mask, but like you got to see it, and I just again just puts Taker on another level from anybody else, man. I just loved it. Well, Taker is, of course, making his big, typical, uh, enormous, epic entrance. And Matt yeah. Stryker, uh, strike number one for Stryker, he says to King, Jerry Lawler, you faced them all. King, you faced them all. Kamala, Lord, Humongous, all these intimidating superstars. What's it like to stand in the ring with the World's Heavyweight Championship on the line across from that man, the Phenom, The Undertaker? That was the two people you could come up with? Was Kamala and Lord Humongous? That was the two giants you could come up with to compare The Undertaker? Really, Matt? Oh, man. Golly, yeah. I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, you got to be. This is going to be a long night, is what I told myself. Like, it's going to be a long night of commentary. I don't know how King just didn't laugh in his face. But somehow he played it straight and put over the intimidation factor on The Undertaker's entrance here as uh, yeah. these guys hit the ring. Chimmel gives us what? those championship introductions. And just let me point out the weight. Mysterio weighs in at 175. Undertaker weighs in at 299. So Shoot, obviously, pounds. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a shoot, but probably pretty close. Probably close, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't let. You know, Cole had like a almost a strikerism during this entrance too, because he's like, you know, as Taker's coming down, he's like, he's got a great history here at the Royal Rumble. He won it back in two thousand seven. And that's all he says. <laughs> <laughs> to mention anything else, he's been like a million of them, and that's the only accolade he decides to give is that he won it one time. He like, ascended to the heavens after losing to Yokozuna. <laughs> exactly. He broke Shawn Michaels' back. I mean, you got all kinds of stuff he could have said, but no. That actually would have played in to the storyline, but oh well. But yeah, good uh, you know, championship announcements. Ray gets a good pop from the crowd, but you know, when they announced Taker, Atlanta gets, in my opinion, gave Taker a better pop for, you know. Oh, yeah. But they do all get good pops here. But um Cole runs down their accomplishments. You know, Taker's a seven time world champ and defeated Punk back in October and Ray won the title once back in 2006 that he'd love a chance to have it another time which i guess he won't actually get it until what 2011 for just a cup That's of coffee right. yep before cup sam punk coffee. comes back and ruins that so. he has another <laughs> world title yeah. reign here but yeah. Uh, yeah it doesn't get that wwe title until later on yeah. but uh so they bell rings these two guys circle each other here for a minute and ray is using his speed to avoid mm-hmm. undertaker ray gets the first few shots in on taker in the corner but taker just heaves ray up over Ooh. the top rope. Man, Ray is bumping like a madman for Undertaker here. Yeah. And Undertaker's having a blast just tossing him around. Oh, yeah. This reminded me of when we did the backyard wrestling and those guys just tossed me in the ring <laughs> all the time. <laughs> they did. They loved you. I was like Ray here. And they yeah. were like Taker. It was probably the same. They probably weighed 124 pounds more than me, too. But yeah, dude, when he threw him over the top rope, I was just like, oh, you got a Roni, man. It was awful. But it's funny because Ray, like when you see it through replay, you see that he actually lands kind of on his feet and kind of rolls through it. But um, it's neat because like he kind of sits back against the barricade and looks at like like he's overwhelmed with the power of what he just experienced. You know, it's a really yeah. cool again, really cool story 
telling and really cool character work from from both these guys, you know? Well, Ray, like you said, he takes a minute to reassess his game plan. He's taking his time uh, like a pro. And Matt Stryker, strike number two, says, you know, we've seen Undertaker have difficulty with smaller opponents before. For example, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. And I just wrote, he beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. (laughs) That's... I mean, yes, he gave him a hard time, but maybe pick right. a different example than well, that. <laughs> he he goes on to say, "What do you, you guys think that I, you know? I think Ray's small size is an advantage in this match." And King immediately goes, "I do not agree." He's like, "King, as a challenger, Ray Mysterio's size is actually an advantage here in this match." Like audibly laughing and going like, I do not agree with this. And I was just like, yeah, nobody else does. No one else agrees with that. So, yeah, but you're right. Pick a different opponent. He won that match. Oh, anyway, Ray tries to work on Taker from the apron, but Taker's going to punch him off the apron, just punch him right to the face. And he just, Ray falls to the floor, you know, and Taker goes outside and starts pounding on him. Hit some apron offense, and Taker goes for that apron leg drop. And then Matt Stryker says, again, I don't know what strike this is, but it's, this is strike this three. a big one for me. He goes, Last time the World's Heavyweight Championship changed hands in this city, we have to go all the way back to 1981, where we find Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes. And I was just like, what the crap is he talking about? <laughs> I was in the Georgia Dome when Goldberg beat Hogan. That's Same right. championship. If you're going to take this lineage back to 81... You can't skip 98, dude. And I'm. it probably happened after that. I don't know. But this guy is freaking killing me on commentary at this point, man. I am livid listening to this guy. Like, that was just a glaring, stupid remark, man. Like, he 100%. tries to do his research, and he blew it. It's one of the biggest – it's the biggest world title change in Atlanta <laughs> ever. 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 <laughs> ever. <laughs> Am I wrong? Not at all. No. Like, you can't make any excuse for that. You can't say it's a different title. No. It's that same. It's that big gold belt. That was the same one that Goldberg He won. went to 81. He went to 1981. <laughs> Instead. He's out. Same That's strike three. Title. Striker's done. He's out of here. No. Vince McMahon should have just kind of came and yanked him out of there. He gets another at bat. Yeah. Well, um, Taker does something really neat here. He goes for that apron leg drop, but Ray slides out of the way. Uh, and Taker's just like, all right, and just grabs Ray, yanks him back, <laughs> and sets his body up across the bottom rope. And then Taker gets up on the apron yeah. and leg drops him that way to add a little extra oomph that cool. onto that move. Yeah, nice little twist on that. Uh, Undertaker signals for the choke slam, goozles Ray, but Ray pops out with a head scissors. He flips Undertaker onto the ropes into the 619 position. Uh, Ray dials it up, but Undertaker catches him and stands up, sets up for the tombstone. But while Ray is upside down, he uses his knees to knock Undertaker in the head and force him to drop to the mat. So a lot of creative stuff going yeah. on in here as Ray is, you know, doing his Rey Mysterio thing, trying to fight from the bottom mm-hmm. and do whatever he can, uh, use whatever trick in the book he can to get Undertaker off his feet. Yeah, like you said, he needs Taker in the head. And he kind of falls on his back onto the ground there. Taker drops him, and uh, not as in, in a tombstone, but just kind of lets go of him. 
And then Taker's like leaning down to get him up and Wraith kicking him in the head. And I think that he actually hits him because from this point forward, Taker has a bloody nose, as we're going to see. So I'm sure I think he accidentally legit kicks him, but I'm sure Taker didn't mind. You know, it's it's fine. But, um, you know, uh, he he starts kicking him and and Taker goes for an elbow, though, and Ray moves and then Ray hits a springboard crossbody off the middle rope, and as he turns around, Taker just sticks his boot up and just, boom, splats him down like a bug, man. And uh, Ray actually rolls out of the ring to kind of collect himself, you know, get his bearings together, because everything he does to this big guy gets swatted away. He is taking a beating here tonight. As he goes to the outside, Undertaker just levels him with another big boot on the outside. Ray stands up, walks into another big boot, but clearly... Mm -hmm. Mysterio's been watching his tape. He's been scouting Undertaker because he <laughs> backs himself into the ring post on the outside. And Undertaker, he Charlie Brown, go, going to kick the football, man. He comes running in with that yeah. big boot. Bingo, crotches himself around the post, man, every single yeah. time. Have we seen him do it around the post before? I know we've seen him on the barricade. Maybe, yeah, on the barricade. I don't know if we saw him on the on the outside on the post. Yeah, that was a little twist. Yeah, it, was, it seemed it seemed really like yeah, a new twist on an old thing. You know, like we've seen him we, at first. All we ever saw was in the corner. You know, the turnbuckle. Then we saw him on the barricade. Now, like this, just seemed really new. If it wasn't new, whatever. So sue me. But like, it seemed new because we hadn't seen it in a long time. But. Anyway, yeah, so now that Ray's got the upper hand here, he takes advantage and hits a baseball slide right to Taker's leg. So, again, does what every little guy that takes on Taker. You got to chop the big tree down. You got to take yeah. it out from the, from the bottom up. So, comes off the apron, but Taker catches him, like, uh, in a last ride position. But Ray grabs onto the top rope and winds up hitting an acai moonsault on the Undertaker on the outside. So, really, really cool, just, you know, exchange right there. A lot of back-and-forth action. And like you mentioned, Undertaker's got this bloody nose here, and it really mm-hmm. adds to the match, too. It just makes you feel like, you know, it just Undertaker's even more infuriated here. Like you've awoken the bear, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio's done something he shouldn't do, and he's going to regret it. And Undertaker has, like, even more intensity as the blood's dripping down his face. Um, Ray goes for a baseball slide. Undertaker steps out of the way from it. Goozles Ray, just shoves him into the guardrail on the outside. He slides him into the ring, and Undertaker gets a two count. And then Undertaker cranks the shoulder a few times and does the move. We first really saw him doing it back during the uh, uh, Big Evil days, where he just kind of mm-hmm. lifts under lifts Ray up by his armpit and by his arm and mm-hmm. holds him up. But Ray actually... Um, uh, Oh, no, excuse me. Undertaker does that and then drops Ray onto the top rope. Yeah, and then it's this point in the match where King is, like, blown away by the fact Taker's bleeding. And he says, I didn't even know his blood was red. And then Matt Striker says, it's actually blue until it hits oxygen. Which isn't true. What? He's a teacher. blood is blue until it hits oxygen. (laughs) Exactly. He's a teacher, and he he got fired from teaching. But... (laughs) Your human blood is always red. It is dark, dark, dark red. And then when it's oxygenated, it's bright red. It's never, ever, ever blue. It's blue in your anatomy book to show you deoxygenated versus oxygenated blood, but it's never blue in real life. Oh, man, this guy, man, he's on my last nerve, dude. I can't take him. I can't take him. He's killing me. 
And this has been you Science Class with Professor White. <laughs> exactly. I'm taking Mass Tiger to school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take this man's Going degree away. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, I'll take uh, old school here because he actually, after he dropped him on the drop rail on the top rope, he goes to pin Ray and he does a move straight out of Regal's play. But he puts his his uh, you know his forearm over Ray's face, go a little bit of a subtle heel move there. We hadn't seen him really do that since the Big Evil days, you know. Yeah, he's busting out some of this stuff here. Uh, goes really old school and does the ref intimidation to Mike Kyoto. <laughs> Haven't seen that in a little while either. Uh, Taker hits yeah. a side slam for a two count, and uh, yeah, you put in your notes a good point that Matt Stryker made, but we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah, uh, we're no, not going to no. give him the credit here. Nope, he's <laughs> um, killed me enough. Ray gets in some hope shots, but Taker just punches him down again, uh, picks him up, but Ray kind of slides down into a jawbreaker, mm-hmm. and then hits like a spinning reverse DDT. Uh, Undertaker goes to sit up, but Ray uh, hits the ropes and hits a seated drop kick to Undertaker. So, uh, getting some momentum. Yeah, then Ray goes on the outside and jumps on the top rope, springboards off, and drops a dime. Pins Taker for a two, and then Ray is punching Taker while Taker's kind of getting up. He's on his knees, and he bounces. Ray runs back against the ropes, and he comes in, and Taker, from his knees, just reaches up and does a wicked clothesline here, man. It is... It was quick, fast pay. I did not see it coming, man. It was it was nasty. <laughs> it does. Knocks uh-huh. Ray down. Um, Taker goes for last ride, uh, but Ray hops out. And just a great, great sequence here as he hits a drop kick to Taker's knees and sets Undertaker up for the 619 on one side of the ring. He hit, connects it. Uh, Undertaker stands up, though, and he's like woozy. Selling it, and so Mysterio hits a drop kick to Undertaker's back, and Undertaker flops to the other side of the ring in awesome. the middle of the opposite ropes, and Ray Mysterio comes in and hits a second six one nine. So we don't do Ray Mysterio matches every week, but I don't ever remember seeing mm. that spot. He may have done it before, but uh, to us it was pretty unique and very yeah. very cool here. And then uh, Matt Striker, wow. he doesn't know science, and uh, apparently he doesn't know math either. Oh, he doesn't because he's like, two, six, one, nines. It's 12, two, 18. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not 12, two, 18. That's not even a human number either. It's 1,238. 12, two, 18 is not. That's a date. That's December 2nd, 2018. Yeah, no. 619 is not a date. There's not hyphens right. in between. Yeah, that's 12, <laughs> that's, that's 12, two, 18. No, it's 1,238. Just add. I don't get it. What's wrong what, with this guy? What was he a teacher of? <laughs> not know. science, not math. Not math. Maybe history. <laughs> not English. Well, not not. Not history. He, he didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't know Goldberg. Um, <laughs> band. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, P. my God. No, not, do you see his wrestling career? Not not physical education. No. <laughs> oh, man. Well, but, uh, again, I don't want to take away from that cool spot. Double 619s. Really cool stuff, man. Yeah, the 12 to 18. Uh, <laughs> Ray hops up on the top rope. He's going for that West Coast pop again on Undertaker. He jumps up. Undertaker catches him, though, and hoists him up for a huge last mm. ride powerbomb, Nunzio style, Christian yeah. style, whoever you want to say here. And that does it right there. No doubt about it. 
Undertaker retains the world title, bloody nose and all, at 11 minutes, 9 seconds here. Um, a short match, but short and to the point. Uh, very, very fun. I didn't need any more, man. This match exactly. had everything. 11 minutes. Per- we used we usually want to say, they could have shaved four or five minutes off of that. No, man, this was perfect, dude. 11 minutes, nine seconds. This was great. It had fast-paced action. It had big spots from both of them. Taker was just ragged on him for a while, but he kept having those hope spots and those little quick things to, to you know, get one up on Taker. And just, again, the double 619, just really awesome. And I'm glad that it, he put him down with one last ride. Like, Ray's a little dude. He doesn't need to be kicking out yes. of the last ride. You know, he's a little guy. So he gave more Ray that just enough. And, yeah, yeah I was going to say I wish it was longer, but I don't think I do. I think I right. like it just how it was. I like the story they told. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to add anything more to nope. it. Ray got over in it, but mm-hmm. obviously Undertaker, the story is he's going to keep the title, so he comes yep. out looking strong. But really, really fun, unique match in the Undertaker's career. Yeah. Now, do I want to see more of this? Absolutely. I I'd love to see more it again. tonight, yeah. but I would love to see more in the future. Absolutely. So they leave you with just enough to, to, to whet your appetite for more to come. So good, good stuff there. You know, Taker's going to um, – we see his bloody face and Ray's kind of rolling around in pain in the middle of the ring. We got a replay and then Taker does a Shakespeare pose and poses under the purple lights. Really fun match. And then we're going to go to, you know, basically a highlight video for um, the Royal Rumble. And we need to tie up some loose ends here because it's going to, you know, we're done with this Rey Mysterio match, but we need to kind of tie up some loose ends about what happens the rest of this show. It'll lead into next week's. And the week after that's episodes. So. Oh, yeah. Not quite done yet because we cut backstage after this match and Sean is watching. And Kane comes up to Sean in the locker room and says, as a man who's previously been, uh, uh, excuse me, he says, as a man who's previously been obsessed with The Undertaker and the only man who's ever fought The Undertaker twice at WrestleMania, let me give you some advice, Sean. Whatever vision Whatever obsession is driving you, in the end, there is no light, Sean. Only darkness. So he walks away, and Triple H comes in, and he's like, what was that all about? And uh, (laughs) wishes Sean luck. Sean says, look, Hunter, there's something you need to know. Um, I hope we're the last two in the end, at uh, at the end of the match tonight. But my rematch with The Undertaker, it's meant to be. And Hunter mm-hmm. says, I know it is, Sean. That's why you'll find another way to do it. So, <laughs> yeah. More tension between that these two. Yeah. It was fun. And then that yeah. takes us to the Royal Rumble itself. You know, we don't need to recap the whole thing, but right. it is a really good Royal Rumble match. Uh, I, I rewatched the whole thing, um, and it's, it's one of the best ones. Uh, I think of the past few years here. Uh, oh yeah, got some great Punk stuff with sermons, CM Punk. Man, CM Punk sermons in the middle are always great. You know, it's good so stuff. good. Yeah, and uh, one thing <laughs> to say at the beginning: who's first? Is it Miz and Ziggler or something like that? Or it's Ziggler and yes. Evan Bourne. Ziggler and Evan Bourne. And uh, yeah, 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 somebody's yeah, like, right, "Oh, right. coming out number one, Ziggler, and number two is Evan Bourne." And uh, one of them says, "Like, or, or oh, I know." Master Rocker's like, "Why do you say number two? Like." The, the, like they're, they're in the match the same amount of time, which I would always agree with. And then somebody says, no, they're like a couple seconds later. No, they're not because the match starts at the same time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> exactly. whatever. He actually made some sense. But 
Yeah, good stuff. But yeah, the story of this match is Sean, you know, he comes in at number 18 and he's got to win this match to get Taker. He knows Taker's got the title now, so he's got to get it. So he goes on a tear and immediately eliminates three guys, winds up eliminating six people total, and he lasts until the final four. He lasts until the final four, which is Edge, Cena, and Batista. Of course, Edge makes this surprise return at number 29. Yeah. He was supposed to be out for like a year from mm-hmm. uh, Achilles tendon, I believe. He tore mm-hmm. and comes back out of nowhere. Nobody saw it coming. Very, very no. similar to the John Cena Royal Rumble return a couple years prior. Uh, gets an amazing pop from the crowd. Um, and again, this is... Um, we covered a Royal Rumble... One of the Royal Rumbles a couple years back where the Final Four, you could have seen any of these guys winning, and that yeah. was the case here. Edge, Cena, Batista, and Sean. Yep. But, you know, in your heart of hearts, you're pulling for Shawn Michaels. They've been building that story. Right. You think it's got to be that. But in this heartbreaker, Batista tosses Sean over the top rope, and he's beating on him, and Sean, Sean's had so many great teases throughout this entire match. I mean, he yes. is... If you want to study how to be in a Royal Rumble match, just go look yep. at Shawn Michaels throughout his career, but especially this night and the moment where he's hanging on by one hand and just his fingers just barely slip mm-hmm. and he hits the mat and you're just in shock. You can't believe it. He's in yeah. shock. It's so, so, so well done. Well, he's the best, man. He does it so well. And he's he's selling this loss, this devastation, like he just lost his firstborn kid. You know, like somebody just killed him in front of him. So like, seriously, like he is – that's a dramatic statement, but he is doing so well. Like it means the world to him to face Taker again, you know. So he winds up actually snapping and throwing the rep to the side. He gets in the ring, and Charles Robinson's like, wait, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. And Sean just loses it and then hits the sweet chin music on Charles Robinson. I mean, he kind of just falls on his butt with his head and his hands. Like, what have I done? What have I done? Like, I, I can't, you know, I can't believe it. So he walks to the back, and he's just finally explodes in frustration. Just like, <laughs> I just can't believe that he's lost. And, you know, he let his emotions get the best of him, too. So he is freaking out. So that's going to lead us, you know, as we approach the road to WrestleMania. We got one more uh, stop on the way. But that's, you know, really feeding the storyline to Sean and Taker there. So. Really, really well done. Um, Edge, of course, goes on to win that Royal Rumble, and uh, it's his first Royal Rumble win. And, you know, he's going to make another epic Royal Rumble comeback in yeah. 2020 that uh, nobody saw coming either. So, very, nope. very cool uh, storytelling uh, there. And, yeah, man, we got a lot more to cover. The ground has been laid uh, for WrestleMania 26. But there's one more speed bump on the road to WrestleMania. How are we going to get to that Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match? It's going to come down to the Elimination Chamber. Undertaker going to be defending his title inside the chamber against CM Punk, against Chris Jericho, against R-Truth, and uh, (laughs) against... uh, I think it's Mysterio and uh, Johnny Jomo. Uh, Jomo. Jomo. Okay. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Interesting to see Undertaker interact with those guys on next week's show. Um, but before we get there, we of course want to hear your thoughts on this week's show. Tell us 
what you thought of Undertaker and Rey Mysterio's one and only pay-per-view singles match. Did you enjoy it? Do you want to see more of it? What'd you think of all this Shawn Michaels Undertaker build? What'd you think of Batista's role in it? What'd you think of John Heater in the main event of Raw and Hornswoggle on a skateboard and Vicky and Teddy's cooking segment? Man, tell us all your thoughts. You know where to do so, at Talking Taker on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave a comment on any of our podcasting services. Leave a subscription. Leave a review. We love hearing from you guys. You're who we do it all for. And one of you guys who is a loyal listener and commenter over on our YouTube channel, Talking Taker, is Thomas Rodriguez. Uh, he even pointed out that I forgot to upload uh, one of the episodes. I, I uh, was a week late on the Survivor Series uh, 2009 episode to YouTube, and he, he uh, reminded me I didn't get that one up there. So <laughs> sorry about that, Thomas, but we got it up there now. Um, and he said... Oh, he's listened. Oh, he listened, man. He listens every week. He was saying on that about that episode that agreeing with us that things were kind of trash at that point. Uh, but the highlights of 2009, number one was Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 as the world champion. But the commentary on SmackDown was terrible. <laughs> that brought everything down. So we could not agree with you more, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I want to shout out our brothers from the Bottom Line Wrestling Podcast. Uh, loyal listeners and supporters of the show. Um, I'm a loyal Travis and I are both loyal supporters of their show. I've got on my Bottom Line Wrestling Cast yes, sir. brand new t-shirt. Just got it in the mail today. Had to wear it for our podcast here tonight. Uh, very soft, very comfortable. You can get their shirts at teespring.com. Go listen to their show. Uh, he, <laughs> Mike uh, commented on uh, all our Sammy Hagar talk from last week's episode yeah. and said um, he... Uh, Said you deserve a little heel heat for your Van Halen disdain, Travis. That's fine. <laughs> a little heat with you. That's fine. Okay. No response. Brilliant. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> well, uh, he posted some funny gifts on there, too. And, uh, Was Jerry he a Van Hagar guy? No. Well, he, maybe, maybe. He was quoting more Van Hagar <laughs> yeah, than Van Halen. Christ. He was. But we ran a poll on our Twitter uh, to ask you guys that age-old question, are you Van Halen or Van Hagar? And overwhelmingly, 88.9% to 11.1% is Van Halen, which is the right call. So uh, not the great Sammy Hagar, I would say. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And ah, just two two more little things. I want to dedicate this episode of the show to the late, great Regis Philbin. Yeah, man. uh, WrestleMania legend, WWE legend. Uh, We talked about him on the show a couple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we uh, have. Undertaker and Paul Bearer were guests on Regis and Kathy <laughs> Lee a couple of times. If you've never seen those, go look them up on YouTube. It's like, you know, like four great. or five minutes. Oh, it's hilarious. It's so, <laughs> so good. good. In full character. And Regis, huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Dave Meltzer said he was a Observer subscriber, which is... Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Which is amazing. Um, Pretty cool. I didn't realize he was that kind of fan, but uh, I love that. Uh, yeah. So go check that out. 
Uh, He'll be in the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame eventually. I wish it would have happened while he was alive. I know. He would have made a great speech. He would have dug that so much. He would have, Yeah. Take Trump out and put Regis in instead. Let him have his spot. <laughs> in oh, the they don't take Trump's spot out. He's got stunned by, you know, stunned by Stone Cold. Man, yeah, shaves my head. <laughs> take if you take any celebrity out, it's got to be take Drew uh, Carey out. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, also want to dedicate this episode to uh, my dog uh, Tiger. Um, you guys may have heard him in some of the earlier episodes, maybe not mm-hmm. so much on the recent ones, but uh, you know those <laughs> earlier uh, low rent episodes of Talking Taker had a <laughs> lot of <laughs> a lot of dogs walking and barking in the background. Uh, he sadly unexpectedly passed away this weekend, and he watched a lot of these Undertaker matches with me <laughs> over the past few years, sitting yeah. by my side, sitting by the couch, waiting patiently for me to feed him or walk him uh, <laughs> while I watched this Undertaker stuff. So um, tonight was a nice little break from mourning him. Uh, it's been a sad weekend here in the Dorio house uh, as we lost him very unexpectedly. But uh, yeah. this one will be in memory of Mr. Tiger. So I uh, just yeah. want to encourage you guys out there to hug your dogs and love on them a little bit more this week because you, uh, you just never know. May he rest in peace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we used to hear him uh, licking his bowl all the time in the early episodes. <laughs> right. You'd either hear my daughter on on my shoulder crying uh-huh. and fussing, or you'd hear Tiger in the background clang, 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 clang. <laughs> good stuff, man. He'll always be there on these episodes. So that's right. Absolutely, he's a good. He was a good dog. So, but uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you were there in Atlanta for only apparently the second title or the one. Well, it wasn't the title change. Never mind. Uh, if you were there for the first title change in '81, let us know. <laughs> and if you were there for the other one that I was there for, Goldberg and Hogan, let us know. But no, if you were there this night, Royal Rumble in Atlanta, let us know. Um, we'd love to hear what your thoughts were about the again the great storytelling with Sean in the main event, the great return from Edge, just a lot of good stuff. This fun match, man, just an unexpected, uh, really fun little gem of a match. I just, I mean, I was blown away by how fun this was. So good stuff. Let us know your thoughts of this. And uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, stay safe, uh, and most importantly, take her easy. All right, here at WrestleMania 7, ladies and gentlemen, it's Superstars and Stripes Forever. Joining me now, a superstar who makes his living on the fact that nothing, absolutely nothing lasts forever. I'm talking, of course, about The Undertaker, along with his manager, Paul Bearer. Hey, what do you say, guys? How about this celebration we're having here today, huh? Isn't it great? A great day to be alive, wouldn't you say? This guy must be tall. I'm 6'3". I can't get over it. Now, what what are you doing with that measuring tape? Huh? 38. Oh, come on. Now, look. There's, you don't have to take any measurements. I know we're all getting older, but... 33. Hey, you know, these guys are serious. Aren't you? I think he's serious. Ah, oh, boy. Listen, we're... 27. But this is a live show. We're, we're, we're dying out here. We really should talk a little bit about... You know, your urn and who's in it and what's going on here. I played some dead rooms before. I hope Alex Trebek is going to have a better time than me. Alex, how you doing? I got to get out of here now.